Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting, meaning leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level, by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's session, which is a mashup. And uh, I have two wonderful guests. Now, before I go there though, hey listeners, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group, or the LinkedIn page, there's two different platforms here, Facebook and of course, LinkedIn, we have a group and a page called Leadership is Changing, all around about the podcast where I share the episodes, quotes, and uh, we also have some other discussions or questions being asked. So if you haven't really joined that, we'd love to see you come along to those two different platforms, so please come along and do that, and it'll be great to see you there soon. Okay, I have two wonderful guests with you uh, for you today in this mashup. Simon Peterson is, well, he was when I did the recording, the CEO of Rowing New Zealand and has now resigned after a wonderful 12 years. And just to see the accolades or the, you know, people saying how wonderful he did over those 12 years. So he's now the former CEO of Rowing New Zealand. And Elisa Olsen is the Senior Vice President and General Manager for HP's Hewlett Packard's print category. Now, you'll notice that uh, this one's a little bit different, whereby I'm asking them two questions, actually. Who is your favorite leader? Now, that person can be from history or alive, and why? And then the second question, of course, is the show is called Leadership is Changing. What does that mean for you? Listeners, we're going to encourage you to take notes, going to encourage you to sit back and enjoy this wonderful episode with these two great guests, and uh, take heaps of notes. Now, sit back and enjoy. So this question here is about somebody that could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? Yeah, I've reflected on this one a long time, and I've got to say you'll be disappointed in my answer, but it's that I don't focus on an individual. I focused on attributes of individuals, and I've got some names of people that came to mind when I was preparing for this podcast. But in reality, that they are attributes of those people, not necessarily the whole. And in the end, what I look for is leaders who are prepared to develop, roll with, and implement change, but critically to see it through. And if there's one thing that irks me are these people that call themselves change managers, because I can identify change with you today on a whole lot of things, but if I'm not there to see it through, you know, how true am I actually being to the change process? 
Mm. And so the leaders that I look up to are the people that see the future, implement the change required to be ahead of the curve, but also see it through in those first couple of years of change. I think that's really critical. And you see that in sports management in New Zealand a lot. I mean, you can always find fault in any organization. Um, that's the easiest thing we can all do. Let's face it, in my world, you know, you read about it in the papers if someone thinks your organization isn't doing what it should be doing. But it's those people who can see forward and into the evolution of your organization, but also want to work in that space ahead of time. Yeah, I, I, I reflect on what you're just saying there based on my experience with uh, Hewlett Packard, right? We had uh, one CEO go, then we had a new CEO. Within nine months, that one went. And so when your organization's in trouble, what do you do? Yep, that's right. You give it to a woman. And so we brought in Meg Whitman, who is the CEO. Uh, she came from eBay and she, she took over Hewlett Packard. And we went through that change management. And going back to what you said, Simon, yes, she saw the vision, she saw the future, she put the organization, took the change. And most people thought, oh, yep, so after year two, did she leave? Nope. She was there right through to year six or seven, I think. So she yeah. embedded yeah. it and made it to happen. And, and that was what was really, really fantastic and a big change, which was really great to see. Yeah, that's a great example. And one of the things I look for in any leaders when I look from the outside is continuity and consistency, mm -hmm. yep. you know, and who they are being as a person, but also the life cycle of an organization and the fit with the CEO or the general manager, whatever the title might be, is a really important part of that change process as well. So what does the organization need today? And where is that fit with the, the skill set of that leader? And, you know, you come into, you know, when I've been chairman of an organization, um, you, you might go through a phase where uh, it needs a real marketing and innovative approach. And you come into another organization and it needs, okay, the marketing innovation has been done. The PR comms are great. We now need to knuckle down and get the systems and processes in line. So you, you look at your leaders for the skill set and the life cycle of the organization and where it's at. And so in my day-to-day -day job now at Rowan New Zealand, we're 132 years old this year. And uh, that's pretty special. But what is the leadership required in that phase now that our athletes are professional athletes compared to even 10 years ago where they were semi-professional and 15 years ago where, you know, they were just... Um, doing it for the love. So life cycles of organizations and skill sets of leaders is, is really critical match. Yep. Good. Great. Some really good insights there for sure. Now the, the program there is called leadership is changing, of course. And uh, when I say that, what does that mean for you? Yeah. Leadership's about time. Uh, I'm really clear on this one. It, it, it's about the time you give yourself as a leader. It's the time you give other people, your colleagues. And then thirdly, it's the time you take to make that important decision. And today we're so pressed into a reactionary world. I mean, the social media, media world wants us to make a decision to provide a reaction in the moment so that we get something wrong, so that we then create more media, which funnels more social media. And I think time as a leader is something that you do not to the detriment of making a decision. And, and the most frustrating leaders that I hear about from other people who, who are friends and colleagues in their workplace are the leaders who don't make any decision. So let's just make it clear that you've got to take time to make a considered decision. You make it with people today, not a command and control um, environment that we've been through. You do have to make a decision, but it's the getting that balance right between taking time, giving your time to people, and then putting out a considered response without drifting so long that everyone gets frustrated that no decision has been made. Yeah. Hey, listeners, uh, Simon's just sharing here with us. I think, you know, what to sum it up, you've got to take control and you've got to be in control. And by being in control, leaders, it's about time. Time for you, time for you to think, time to take out and pay, take time out to make decisions that are considered with others. I love that. I love that, the fact that we do that with others. Well, critical with others. 
So a good leader in today's changing world and in and, and New Zealand right now, it's about consultation and everybody having a view and making sure that they've been considered. And then, as you say, quite rightly, the leader making the decision and only the decision and fronting the decision and providing that continuity and consistency. But it is about making it with your staff, um, mm. not in isolation from them. And, you know, I've, I've learned over the years that you can get caught up in what you know in the last conversation and the last email. And you can make some real mistakes as a leader in making decisions based on the latest information and not all of the information. And it's amazing what happens over a three to five day period um, in today's world where you got information on a Monday and by the time Friday came along, you knew so much more and you had so much more context that actually you didn't, you needed to make a different decision. So it's a really fine balance for a leader of today to get that timing right. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is so right. So breathe some, take some time out and think about it. Make sure you've got all the information here, listeners, which is really great. So Simon, also, so, sorry, uh, Dennis, but also you've got to understand, understand who you are being as a leader in that moment as well. So, you know, if leaders, leadership is changing, what does it mean for me? It's me starting from who am I being as a leader in front of the person that's in front of me now? And who am I being as a leader in front of the person who is in front of me tomorrow? And those groups, depending on your leadership role, will change. And we're not just talking about finance and marketing and the difference between those two groups, but we're talking about individuals and personalities. So you have to understand yourself. So anything that you can do to develop your own personal space, not just your professional space, and, and become very EQ aware is so critical. I think the transition in leadership and the speed of change today is around EQ, not IQ. Now, many will argue that with me, and that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to have that debate. but. A good leader has a good sense of EQ. Yeah, sure does. And I think uh, we're hearing a lot more and more from people. And I've got a question for you later on in, in relation to employees, but I think we're hearing more and more from people in the, around the world, actually, in different industries, different markets and so forth, that they are wanting to have leaders who are more authentic, leaders who are vulnerable, more transparent. Mm-hmm. And you and I know that, you know, and in particular this country, that if you, you know, they have what we call the BS uh, radar on, if they know that you are trying to make it up on the spot, which some leaders do, and people can see through it. Uh, so we've got to really know what we're talking about, but also be mindful of what's happening. Yeah, authenticity as a leader is, is so critical. And, you know, they're all nice words, but you've actually got to live them. Yep. And, you know, EQ, so what does that mean to your listeners? Well, to me, that means that you've got to be a listener in, in the first place with the person in front of you. Have emotional intelligence and work out what that person is saying to you in their words, but also what they're delivering with their body language. How, how emotional is this versus how factual it is? How much you're responding in the appropriate way? And all those simple communication techniques that you've developed over the years as a leader. People get it. You know, some people get your response as a, in leadership in the moment and you're engaged and you come out with a good solution. Other people get it the next day and they go, oh, that's what he was thinking or that's right. what she was saying. Everybody takes time to read body language and understand the words and, and let things sit for a while. So I come back to that theme around taking time and giving people time as well. You know how you talked about body language and seeing how people, you know, we're seeing how people react and how they take on things. You know, with today, us working from home more virtually uh, around the world because of uh, pandemics and so forth. I know we've got videos on certain tools and things like that. That help as well. But I mean, if they didn't have the videos, how, how can leaders pick up on people's reactions and the way that things are, you know, um, what, what could we do? Any ideas? I'll give you an example of something that happened to me last week. And uh, this was a new person that I hadn't worked with before. 
had never met them before, um, had introdu- been introduced by a third party, and they were coming on board with an organisation I'm involved with. After the Teams call, which was a group call that talked specifically about technical and commercial aspects, I asked them to stay on the line, and I spent 20 minutes with them just talking. And yes, you could pick up a bit of body language, but you could pick up the signals around a conversation that wasn't work-related. So I got to understand where this person was in their life, how much time they had to commit, what was a priority for them, and the work-life balance thing came up. Now, they would never say that in a meeting, in inverted commas. You'd never talk about those things. And so, again, um, yes, it is making it harder for people working from home, but I find that most of our staff want want to have a gathering together over a coffee. And so I don't have a staff meeting every week. We have a coffee catch-up. And it's a subtle difference where people sit down in a relaxed cafe or meeting room and the, and the coffee becomes the third-party environment where you can talk to the coffee over the coffee and with the coffee rather than to the agenda and the minutes and, and the previous frustrations of the last meeting. <laughs> yeah, coming from a coffee family, my, my, my family would be very happy that you just said that because they're <laughs> having meetings over coffee, which is really good. But yeah, you're so right. I mean, it's just providing an environment whereby you know, we can break down the barriers and so forth. And I really like what you did there in relation to meeting with that person and, and actually having some time with them personally one-on-one to hear about them. And, mm-hmm. and then so I think for them, without them being here, they, they would probably say, oh, here's somebody who's really interested in me, really interested in what makes me tick and so forth, what puts you in a really good position as well. So I think spend time with people to get to know them is really, really important for sure. So really fine line here in today's world and, and you know, New Zealand's catching up to the US, for example, and becoming a lot more litigious. So when you spend time with people, you've still got to uh, have that line drawn where you can't cross that privacy line. You can't cross the conversation into a difficult topic. It's more just very, very high level, friendly conversation. And just got to, as a leader, you've just got to be so careful where that conversation may go. Yep. Annalise, tell me, who is your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? Gosh, it's so hard to pick one. I'm sure people always tell you this all the time. One from history that I've I've been reading more about this last year, in fact, is Abraham Lincoln. Obviously, was responsible for the abolishment of slavery in the United States, even though some of those laws took some years to trickle down to everybody in the country. But one, this last year, spending a lot more time learning and about some of the racial inequality that unfortunately still exists hundreds of years later here in the U.S. in particular, but around the world. But his Doris Kearns Goodwin is, is an author and has done these amazing leadership profiles over history and learning about how he was one to work with people from different perspectives, not just his own party people who did not agree with his point of view. How could he bring disparate groups together to make change? So there's a whole chapter about transformational leadership that I found um, quite inspiring and very applicable, quite frankly, to the times and challenges that we have now. One recent example, just to, to plug, Kara Golden, who is the CEO of Hint Water, is the other one that inspires me a lot, and I follow her. It's an amazing story about perseverance, where she had some health dynamics and different things where she wanted alternatives to Diet Coke. And she didn't know anything about the beverage industry. She didn't know anything about 
big volume businesses and things. She had a different kind of finance and, and consulting background. And she just knew she had to find a solution to a problem. And mm. she knocked on doors and she found people and she's built this entire company and brand off of a vision and a, a problem that she could solve without having expertise in the industry. So for me, stories of transformation and stories of perseverance are the ones that I get most excited about. Yeah, excellent. You can tell it from your voice about the excitement that you're <laughs> sharing there for sure. And I remember that you and I being in Singapore, there was an event and I, I'm not sure whether you were one of the execs that I got to speak at it, but um, I think it may have been your boss actually, uh, Joss Binkle. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And, yeah. and I, I had him to come in to, to speak and do a session and he said, oh, can you come and see me? I said, sure. So it was the, the day before I went and saw him and he goes, um, you know how we got this material, went, yeah? He goes, I, I'd rather do something different. And I'm like, cool, tell me what you want to do. And they did the Invictus film, right? We talked yes. about that and yes. um, how you're talking about Abraham Lincoln and about the racial inequalities and that. And then the South African, he goes, the, with, with, with them winning the Rugby World Cup, he goes, how do you feel about me using that? I went, oh, do we have to? And he goes, why? And I went, I'm a Kiwi. We're the team in, the, in, that, in that film that lost to We're the, the other South, one. <laughs> South Africa. And then he realized, but it was a great way of sharing about leadership and about different races, about how to bring a country together, what you're saying before about transformation. And I think it's just a great way of, of, of using that, right? So, yeah, it's good. And there are so many stories out there that show us things and, and so forth, but we can learn a lot from those different stories. Mm, certainly. The title of the show is Leadership is Changing. When I say that, and at least what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, change is constant <laughs> now. I, yeah. I, you know, so so I think that the the you know the part of being comfortable being uncomfortable uh, that that quote floats around a lot. I think that's one that I've had to both internalize my for myself and also demonstrate you know with my teams and and my colleagues that. Change is all about opportunity. And if it's always there, what are the things we can control and what are the things we can't control? And then how do we prepare ourselves with the right flexibility and optionality for what might happen? How, how do we do scenario planning differently? But I think it really comes down to change is always there. We have to be more flexible and things are changing all around us, whether it's generationally in the workforce short-term, long-term, private and public partnerships, big companies and small companies. There's so many pieces that we have to, I think, consider to get our work done and deliver on our missions and yeah. our objectives that this optionality of being kind of comfortable moving in and out of what's constant is, is really important. Yeah. And I like what you said about change uh, is all about opportunity. And in my introduction, I talk about many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. I think that's also true for organizations. You look at Kodak, right? You look at all those kind of different scenarios that we've seen in the past. Taxi companies or cab companies haven't moved. Uber's come in. Big disruption, right? So with change is all about opportunity. I like, I like that. I think that's very good. Hey, listeners, what a wonderful mashup and fantastic insights and information that both Simon and Annalise have shared with us on this mashup. So if you haven't already checked out their full episodes of uh, what I've done with them and what they've shared with me in the full episodes, there's episode 122, which is Simon, and 123, Annalise. Check them out. Fantastic. 
All right, team, you know, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, we'd love to see you there. Come along and join us on those platforms. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review or a rating. Please share them with your friends, your family, your network. Uh, love them to, to hear the podcast and learn from wonderful things from my guests or the Ask Dennis episodes. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for me to ask my guests as I interview them, or you have a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. All right, team. Hope you really enjoyed that mashup. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.